everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. It's list time. We have a list. Yay. You sent, in a me, while. you sent me an article from the Harvard Business Review. Yeah, I'm kind of on a roll with those lately. They've got some great articles coming out. Yeah, they do such a good job. I know, you know it. If anyone wants to kind of like keep up on business culture yeah. stuff and leadership, it's a great, oh, it's I a super it. good resource. I love it. So this one was, is five terms to help you manage your mental health. Ah. That seems right up our alley. Yeah. Well... <laughs> We'll decide after. <laughs> and I would just like to say that I am at a um, disadvantage because I sent you the article, but I didn't actually read it all. <laughs> yeah, or remember <laughs> or any remember. of it. <laughs> so right, I've sure got perfect. the five terms to help manage your mental health in front of me. Oh, good. Okay. And you can't see them. Right. And I feel so, like we're in a game show, you know, like like the 1970s, totally. like Pyramid or anything yeah, yeah. else like that. Yeah. Except we so, just need Betty White. This will be like you on the spot. <laughs> Oh, no, that is not true. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done one of these these like lists where you have the list and you ask me. Yeah, I think once we did. Once? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what it was, though, but Nobody. I did feel a real sense of power, by the way. There's uh, like, you know, I kind of felt like Dr. <laughs> Evil, like I had all the answers, $1 million. <laughs> so let's think about this a little bit. Terms... To help manage your mental health, like what do you, what do you think that, that would entail? Yeah, like don't you think this is a good question? Like I have no idea what this article says, but when you say terms to manage your mental health, the first thing I start thinking about is how do we talk about our mental health? How mm-hmm. do we talk about it with other people? And especially right now, after two mm-hmm. years of a pandemic, talking about mental health is way more important than it's ever, ever, ever been. Yeah. So I like the idea of being able to talk about it. And I'm hoping what this article is doing is giving us some powerful language to use to help everyone be on the same page of right. something. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I've noticed, especially in like a business context, yeah. is giving people the language to, yeah. to have a shared understanding about what we're talking about. Oh, that's so good. Especially yeah. around yeah. mental health. Because, again, it's not... It's not mm-hmm. one of those topics where, you know, maybe some people do, but like generally it's not like you bounce into work and then no. you're just like, boom, here's everything going on right. with my mental health. Right. No, it's not at even all. worse with uh, remote work. Unless yep. your team has really been purposeful right. and skilled in a remote work environment, mm-hmm. I'd say my observation for the most part is that. Um, it creates a very isolating environment for a lot of people, yeah. which kind of yeah. makes it harder to talk about your mental health with yes. your coworkers. And you and I have ta- been talking a lot about not even using the phrase mental health, but using the phrase mental wellness, mm-hmm. because it really is about your mental wellness. It's about keeping yourself in a good space, recognizing when you start to slip down to a lower spot mm-hmm. and 
having the language to speak about it in a way that other people can be in partnership with you and not feel afraid of you or afraid of the topic and feel like they're not equipped Mm -hmm. in the topic. And yeah, you're right, especially the remote work. It's like it makes it harder and harder all the time. Yep. So let's dive into five terms. Okay. And see <laughs> see where, where this leads us. Okay. Okay. The first one. Oh, I'm gonna butcher some of the the <laughs> yeah. like uh, phrases here. Oh, okay, fine. Because That's I fine. like, you know, can't speak half the time. <laughs> so the first one, catastrophizing. Oh. So they're starting with that? Yep. Oh my gosh. So the definition yeah. is when we overestimate the consequences of oh. our worst fears. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you see this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure in your coaching, it's basically this Yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. So the way that this article is written, are they just like giving us terms to use or are they giving us standard approaches to how people are in mental health that perhaps are not helpful? Because well, this first one feels... Like using that word to me is kind of would draw a lot of defense from people. Right. So here's how you would use that, right? Yeah. When starting a big project, I find myself catastrophizing. Oh, okay. Right. Got it. What if I mess this up? Oh, got it. What's like, right? You're kind of like Mm. um, going to the worst possible scenario right away. Right, right, right. Which I would say when you feel like mm-hmm. the world is in a pandemic and everything is falling mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. And your energy is mm-hmm. like like compromised. Com- yeah. It would be really easy mm-hmm. to apply that to everything else. Like everything else is catastrophic. Yeah. Um yeah. You find even, yourself doing even little things. things at work, right? Yeah. So like even the littlest of things will set you off. Mm-hmm. Totally common. And I, I think that, you know, in this whole grand scheme of catastrophizing things, that is like the picture of anxiety mm-hmm. because it is picturing something in advance of it happening. So already you're in mm-hmm. a position of no control and picturing that it's not only going to be terrible, but it's going to be the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're already feeling exhausted, and you're feeling like it's really hard for you to get dressed and to not feel sad because everything is challenging in the moment, boy, thinking about something like that could just throw you off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if if you're doing that to, you know, things, mm-hmm. things at work, mm-hmm. right? If you're making, mm-hmm. re- if you're really going to the, the worst the possible edge. scenario every single time. Yeah. That's really going to affect, I mean, it's going to affect your colleagues. Yeah. It's going to probably affect the output yeah. of your work. Yeah. And so I've actually come across this, yeah. like at our company. Yeah, I'm sure. I think we <laughs> and, all have. We all have. You know, and I'll just start with like a line of questioning, like, mm. like, okay, what, what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If this yeah. project goes sideways, what's the very worst thing that could happen? Yeah. And then someone articulates it. It's like. Well, if that happens, mm-hmm. well, what do we do? Yeah. I, and then, that's actually take, a, and then the, you know, just kind of like lean into it, right? right? Yep. And, that's actually a coaching um, and therapy um, tactic mm. is to unpack the very worst case scenario to see mm-hmm. if it is really real. And yeah. can you live with it? Yeah. And I think 
most importantly, when you're catastrophizing something, it's all being done in your head. Most of the time, it's not because you're talking about it in that kind of way. So if you can get yourself to the place where you're actually speaking the words mm -hmm. and describing how you're feeling, then I think it becomes like, oh, that actually doesn't sound quite right. Right. Now that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting we've one. referred to that in the past as a paper tiger. Yes, totally. Right? Mm -hmm. It yeah. looks scary, but you yeah, can, you can just you stick can your finger right, right through, through it. it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I agree, verbalizing the fear yeah. is a really great way of yeah. um, getting through it. Dismantling it. Mm -hmm. What if you see other people that you know and care about doing that? Like you, So you start saying, asking questions. This mm -hmm. is kind of a little more delicate, right? Because... To them, they may not even recognize that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, boy, there's nothing worse than someone coming and telling you what to do or what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to think about how to be in partnership with someone that you sense is doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that's the case and you know somebody who's catastrophizing events, maybe once, maybe they do all the time. One of the things that I have done is I have said, boy, I recognize the feeling Mm. of this. I recognize how it feels to catastrophize. I have done that so many mm. times in my life and it made me feel so anxious, mm -hmm. it made me feel so out of control and it made me fearful about something that I had no, nothing hadn't happened or anything, but it sure felt real. Yeah. You know, being able to talk about it from your own perspective, I think is very helpful in sort of distracting or dissuading the person from staying in that really mm. deep place of, mm -hmm. so... Just, yeah, I like that. I like that approach. Yeah. Um, I personally have a hard time being around that kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. No, like there's some yeah. people that are always thinking about the worst case scenario. Yeah. What's our plan B? What could go yeah, wrong? And they think it's good to do that. And like sometimes they really believe that that's the best. That's their value, right? Mm -hmm. And there is value yeah. in that. Um, so you. Sometimes I just have to recognize, like, yeah. that's maybe that even that person's job function is yeah, to actually exactly. figure out yeah, like, what exactly. could go wrong. Because yeah. for a lot of jobs, that is part of the job. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, right. All right, let's move on. Okay. Like next one. Next one. Ooh, this is interesting. I don't. I don't know what this means. Toxic positivity. Oh. Melissa and I are huge self-awareness nerds. We've been working on this stuff for a really long time and we love talking about it and sharing it with all of you. We've actually brought all of the stuff we've made into an online course and we think it's really great. The course starts by learning about yourself and how your mind-body connection works. It dives into your thoughts and feelings and then helps you learn how to become your true authentic self. Start your journey today. Head to the selfawarenessjourney.com to learn more and sign up. So the definition is the assumption mm. that despite a person's emotional pain and turmoil, they should only have a positive mindset. Hmm. That is a really good call out <laughs> because... Um, that's the falseness. Everything's okay. You'll yeah. get through it. It's great. <laughs> I feel like this total totally encaps encapsulates the 1950s. Like if you think about oh, yeah. any of the advertisements, any of yeah. the television programs, Leave It to Beaver, uh, all mm -hmm. of these Pollyanna, 
you know, under the covers, there's maybe terrible things going on, but no mm-hmm. one needs, it's all okay. Everything is perfect. It's that yeah. surface. Everything's yeah. surface. White picket fences, perfect manicured yards. Yeah. Yep. 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 I, I, I was, um, you know, there's, there was a show on Netflix about the Ricardos hmm. and I, I, um, I, I didn't love the show that much, but there was an interesting component about that, like in the stage of the 50s and the 60s where Lucy was pregnant with their child for realsies. Mm. And um, Lucy and Desi wanted to portray a couple on the television in which she was pregnant. Mm. And they wouldn't let her. There was a huge debacle and the station was not going to allow them to air the show because you just didn't show that kind of realism on television. Mm. So I think we've come a long way in terms of surface versus real, mm-hmm. but I think we're still stuck in a lot of ways in terms of make everything look yeah. good. Don't tell anybody yeah. that you're suffering. Don't tell anybody that you don't feel secure or that you feel sad because that could be bad. And I think that is toxic mm-hmm. to have to go to that extreme. Yeah, it it, it masks what is real, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we talk about like, uh, in the self-awareness journey, we talk about being your authentic self and yeah. your actor self. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And really yeah. being falsely positive mm-hmm. is the actor self. Like totally. you're trying to protect yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. You're trying to look a certain way. Yeah. You know, so many people will try to look like, oh, no, everything's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything's put together. No problems in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it could be a complete like, yeah disaster yeah and you right? feel terrible inside yeah and when you're around people like that you can feel that discord mm-hmm. right yep you can totally feel the discord of yeah. someone who's having a very challenging time but trying to fake it yep and that's so hard yeah to be with and them like that there's like um i mean even really personally like um like amber and i mm-hmm. are like are pretty real like we're mm-hmm. yeah. we have no problems sort of like Sharing our highs, sharing our lows, mm-hmm. being open, yeah. like that stuff. Um, years ago, we had some friends, and they it was just kind of like everything's positive, right? Mm-hmm. They would never really, especially in public, right, right, let right. that image down. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've grown apart, yep. right? Because it's like we can't be around this, like, constant false falseness. false positive. yeah. Um, because it's not us, and yeah. and it just does not. It's not real, and you can't really. To me, you can't uh, maintain sort of like long term deep authentic relationships, relationships, authentic relationships with with that kind of like false positivity. Yeah, because really, the long term, uh, um, the long term effect is you have to choose to be like them mm-hmm. and falsely just go along with the gag. Or you have to depart from that, which isn't popular, yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. So I think it is really challenging when we see people that are like that. But, you know, if you want to authentically be with that person and maybe help them so that it isn't something that is a toxic piece in their life or continues, proliferates, I think it is about saying, I know you're really working hard to be positive and I totally get that. And I'm so sorry you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. I think cutting to that piece mm. in support and love is um, not something we think about doing. We think we have to fake it with them or we have to just bolt and get out because we're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also something about being with someone. I mean, remember when we were having a conversation with our good friend a couple of weeks ago and he was having a different experience in that conversation mm-hmm. than you and I were. 
And it was like we had a choice to either exit out of that discussion or to just be with him in his place. Mm -hmm. And I was going to use a judgmental word instead of place even. (laughs) Right there I started to do it. But it's like there's lots of opportunities when we're with people, when we're sensing that they're being overly positive and giving them grace, recognizing like they are in a hell of a lot of pain if they feel like they have to push that out so much. And being objective about that and supporting them with authenticity is probably the best thing that you can do. Yeah, I I agree with you. There's when you see someone maybe acting like that, you tend to label it as like, oh, they're they're acting really fake. Yeah, they're totally fake. But to me, uh, it's... uh, at that point, to me, it, it turns to mm-hmm. almost like, oh, I'm really sorry that they feel yeah. like they have to act that way. Right, exactly. Right? And there must be really something going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Their mental wellness must have taken a huge chink somewhere and they're having a really hard time. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's a really, I think that's a really awesome approach mm-hmm. to that. All right. Next up. Yeah. Emotional labeling. So <laughs> wait, I hope we didn't already label everything in the last two pieces where now we're going to have to undo everything that we just said. <laughs> so that's the process of identifying and naming your feelings, mm. especially the difficult ones as specifically as possible. Oh, I love so that. So this is hard. Yeah, for, I love that. For men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say introverts. <laughs> well, then, that could apply too, but... And then you said men, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then what if you were to say introverted men? Up, oh, game over. Look at the time. Let's the quit worst. this pod. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're so right. <laughs> well... You know what I think is awesome as a resource for this as we're talking about it? Well, for one thing, I, I love this idea. One of those charts that you get your children that tells you <laughs> it has like the emotion with stickers, on it, like happy face, sad face, and you no. point to it. No. Is it that? <laughs> no. Although may, may, maybe, maybe, yeah, you know, hey, maybe depends on what the stickers are. are. They the smiley face stickers or no? <laughs> yeah, I should get yeah. one here at work. Yeah, just like, a straight mouth sticker. Like <laughs> point to, point to the feeling you're having about the. <laughs> The PL statement. Okay. <laughs> you could probably speed up meetings like dramatically if you started yeah. using everybody gets their own pointer. Don't share because we're in the period of trying to keep social distancing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so funny. So let's talk about emotional labeling, like labeling yeah. your emotions, like and being specific about it. Yeah. Yeah, because um I think one of the things society does, especially with mental health is they use blanket statements Mm. that everybody knows are blanket statements that there's something under the blanket and don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Grief. You know, we recently had a a podcast about grief and yep. And so if people are grieving because they've lost someone, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, well they lost someone. They're just, yeah, they're having a tough time. Like, we use these blanket phrases because we're so uncomfortable about labeling what it specifically mm-hmm. is. And yet, you know what? By labeling it specifically what it is, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. And I think the other thing is, is that there's a big, um, there's a big idea that you can't be vulnerable. Mm. So like using words to say, I feel really sad right now. Yeah. It's like yep. awkward. But if you say, I am really mad right now, 
oh yeah well i get that man i'm yeah. mad too everybody's mad you know yeah. right so even certain words elicit a vulnerable feeling but they're truth mm-hmm. and they're so much easier when you can do it that way so the more specific that you can get yeah well it's helpful <clears throat> there's a big i mean there is a i was kind of joking about the man comment but there is a big mm-hmm. social stigma yeah around sharing your feelings and labeling them yep the phrase i hate most is when someone's like oh how's it going and it's just like fine <laughs> wish we could like banish that from our fine. lexicon because like it's fine everything's fine. fine fine maybe that's like a midwest thing i don't know <laughs> It's like, you're so weird, man. <laughs> Why can't you say not fine? I mean, it's just like my friend Fiona, and I've said this on pods before. It's like, when someone asks you how you are, they don't actually want to know. Right. <laughs> she says that. It's so funny. <laughs> right. But really thinking about, like you're saying, like, what are you actually feeling? Right. It Sometimes takes, you, it's you, hard yeah, to figure you, that out. Yeah. It is hard. to. You have to sit with it for a little bit and... And not, you know, not distract yourself, not, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, not like go to these generic statements like you're saying. Like really think about that question and answer it yeah. in an honest way. That's a it's self-awareness hard to do. piece. That's a self-awareness piece. But I think that when you do and you can just be authentic, then people can, it's easier to be authentic back. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of, yeah, and looping back to the it's false positivity kind of dovetails into it. It's like, yeah, like if you can really tell somebody specifically what you're feeling, like it's it, like you said, it's more authentic. Mm-hmm. It creates a stronger bond and relationship with that person. Right. Right. It shows that you have the courage to be vulnerable and actually mm-hmm. tell someone how you are actually thinking. Right. Right. And there is a anxiety that like yeah. that will be bad, that like someone will use that against you. Mm-hmm. That has never been my experience. Every time yeah. I've been like truthful with how I'm feeling, it turns into a positive experience. Oh, I Way totally more agree. positive than yeah. any other way. Yep. And I think if you're really suffering from an episode or a period of time when you're not feeling mentally well, it's even harder to identify Mm -hmm. what your true feeling is because you feel these global descriptions such as I'm exhausted, I'm depressed, I'm everything feels heavy, everything feels hard. And none of those are real specific examples. They, they're, they're getting there. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's what happens. And then we start to feel so bad about ourselves that we just numb ourselves out or shut ourselves off or turn turn down to the point where we just don't even want to interact with anybody yeah. else. Yeah. And to me, um, you know, really, that's where we're talking about with people's mental wellness today. There's a There are far more people struggling with mental wellness today than ever before, than even three months ago, mm-hmm. than even one month ago. Mm-hmm. There's far more, and it's it's prolifically growing. And we as a country are not really equipped to have the language or the tools to be with someone mm. as they sort through how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're trying desperately, and we're running to catch up. Yeah, you know. Yep. But I like this idea of being as specific as possible. Because it doesn't require anything from for someone else to just be in grace and support mm-hmm. without having to have the answers. Yeah. 
I mean, that's like like the big thing. It's like, remember when we were talking to Mary on that podcast, she's like, grieving is not something that you get over. It's not something that's broken Mm. and can be fixed. And so just being with her Mm -hmm. in that time is the value. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got to keep moving. Okay. (laughs) That's good stuff. This pot's going to be like three hours long. That's good stuff. Okay. All right. This next one's funny. (laughs) Emo diversity. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> the ability to experience a diverse range of emotions in equal measure. Oh. That last little bit, in equal measure, I think is the important part. Wow. I, I don't have a lot to say in this one. This is a hard one. Well, so I would say that um, maybe if you're really, if you... I'm trying to think of an example, like like something really great happened. Yeah. You're really excited, right? Yeah. So you get on a, a real high about it. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Yes, awesome. You're oh, cheering, yeah, right? okay, I'm getting the there. The opposite side of that would be that same amount of energy, yep. but being sad, right? right? right so again, right, right. this is just letting yourself feel like the highest highs and the lowest lows. Like let Oh yeah, yeah. Let it roll. Let, let the let the tide come in and out. Right? I can think of a couple of examples actually. And don't try to stop. Don't try to like yeah. s- s- falsify uh, one yeah, side. Yeah, falsify the good or the bad. Yeah, Just yeah. let them go in their full cycle. Yeah. Like a really case in point could be like in a work environment, if you get a huge raise and a huge new promotion, mm-hmm. like that could be so exciting and so neat. And then you also have to leave all of your current relationships because you have to mm. relocate for this job and yep. everything is all, you know, so you're, you you would feel really, really sad about all the things that you were leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And yet you'd still have this great joy about what you would be walking into. Yeah. Don't you think it would be normal to minimize that sad part, though? Like in that it, situation, you'd be like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll still fine. I'll do. Yeah. I can still be in touch with those. I can. Oh, I can that do. word again. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get self-awareness t-shirts that just say Not fine. in cracked up letters, <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, I like I say this all the time. Yeah. Mixed emotions. Yeah, like yeah, Like this yeah. event, someone will ask me about something. I'm like, like, oh, yeah, I totally have mixed emotions. Yeah, that's super right. Super happy, super sad. Both at the same yeah. time, simultaneously. Yeah. I like them both, right? Yeah, that's really good. I, I don't I don't feel like I'm very healthy in that way because it feels... Like I have to choose one way or the other. Mm. I really do. It's like that's hard for me to mm-hmm. to just objectively accept. Yeah. So that's interesting. So they're suggesting for mental health that it really is a good idea for you to be able to have both. Yeah, to just be experience the mm. the range. Right. 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 And simultaneously. Ex- and be well, not even simultaneously. Oh. I'd say like I'd say that specifically is something oh, I'm it. particularly conscious about. Yeah. Is there's so many to me. There's so many situations where where you do have mm, positive and negative sure. together yeah and just just being aware that you currently have mixed emotions got it <laughs> yes amen so um, okay but yeah to me it's just like this what it's talking about is just like riding the wave you know we, mm. we talk about that it's like there's ups mm-hmm. and there's downs and yeah like and it's just saying lean into the ups and lean yeah. into the downs and observe them and don't yeah. judge them like just be more observational just about part, your feelings part of it yeah that's good all right last one an emotional acknowledgement the act of verbally recognizing someone else's feelings you mm. you actually even already talked about this yeah yep so 
Yeah. And you know what? I think if anybody walked away from this podcast trying to decide what they were going to do with it, right here is a really, really good one. Mm -hmm. Because it gives you an opportunity to observe emotion. Don't judge. This isn't about judging and fixing Mm -hmm. or calling people out for something that's your advantage and not theirs. It's not about that. But it's like, boy, it's really, really helpful if we can be come alongside of someone and observe that they're in pain Mm -hmm. and be with them. Not fix it, but label it. Say, it seems like you're really sad today. I'm sorry you're having a hard time. Do you want to talk about it? If you do, I'm happy to listen. So part of that's like an emotional intelligence to actually be able to recognize when someone is in that state. Right. And then... Yeah, because you know what most people do? hmm. They take it personally. Mm -hmm. They take it personally. Oh, that guy's acting kind of sad. Yeah. He must be mad about something. Mm-hmm. I bet he's mad or he's thinking this from last time we talked and has nothing to do with it. How many times have you been like, maybe like at work mad <laughs> yeah. about nothing that, yeah. about something that yeah. has nothing to do with work. <laughs> and then everyone's right. like, oh, Melissa's probably <laughs> irritated about the reports from this week. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally. And you're like, like, totally. No, the squirrel keeps eating the f- my <laughs> bird seed. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what you get mad about. I think that's really funny that you say that because as you're talking <laughs> over your shoulder is a um, coffee bag oh, and there's it. a squirrel on it <laughs> hanging on the wall. <laughs> also, recognizing someone's feelings and actually calling that out might not be met with such like such a no, openness right absolutely. like i agree like if i will that's if i it's... come up to a coworker that i don't <laughs> interact with very well and say oh wow you seem really mad today <laughs> it, it to me it feels right. like who knows what i'm gonna get some people yeah. might be like really yeah. appreciate that yeah. i recognize that and some people are like what are you talking about like yeah yeah right? that's so true. that's a very delicate you're right you're that's right. a very delicate um Mm-hmm. spot but i think it but it is worth practicing yeah. observing the the thing you can start right now is just observe like like even on a zoom call popping your zoom call look at all of the faces and all the little Body boxes language and, and just see if you can place yeah an emotion yeah. word onto everybody yeah yeah yeah, because and what you're talking about is all internal. You could even be with someone, notice that they're acting or feeling a certain way, not ask them about it, but just be available for them mm-hmm. in a different way. Be more open. Use your own mm-hmm. example, you know, and just say, oh, I've just had kind of a tough day or I feel tired today or, you know, entering yep. into the conversation a little more yep. deeply than you normally would mm-hmm. as opposed to, how are you? Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and go, again, going first. A lot of times when we're working on teams, yeah, a lot of the people in the teams will have a similar feeling. Yes. Right? If we're working yeah. on a big project together. Yeah. So like you said, going first, mm-hmm. always a good move. Right, right, right. So. Good well, list. Well, there you go. Five terms to help you manage your mental health. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty good. It's good. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. 
We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.